I, you know, I don't want to kink shame anybody, but most kinks are weird. Well, I mean, that's the word kink kind of implies. I mean, I think I think you have to be careful with the, you know, don't kink shame. Like there are some kinks that are just like ethically bad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. Sure. sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But if they're into dressing up like a big dog and slapping somebody's butt, like, you know, I'm not going to shame that. That's called Cliffording. <laughs> <laughs> not like we're screaming. Act proud of Yeah, I'm sorry that we've been so loud and rude. On the train, on the train, on the train, yeah, on the train, on the train. Doors closing. Welcome once again to another episode of Four Guys on a Train. I am Pete. Hey, I'm Brandon. And I'm Rickety Rickety Rick. Yeah, what's up? This is the best podcast for moms yet. I think <laughs> moms love us. If you're a mom, tune in. Uh, we're highly rated with moms right now because we told our moms about it and they said, that sounds great, honey. <laughs> you're doing so well. So what's new this week? I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a week. Well, at the time of recording, it's getting yeah. a little bit closer to the holidays. Oh, here is one thing I wanted yeah. to bring up. Actually, I was listening back to the the last episode and I realized we talked a lot about local things. Mariano's. I, I referenced pop. Oh, you did say I when I listened back, I heard that and I cringed a little bit. I'm gonna admit I cringed. Are you a soda boy? I'm a soda boy. That's yeah. you're you're wrong. <laughs> so I was I was born and raised a popman and I have since turned into a soda boy, but I still say pop once in a while. You're in Chicago. We're in Chicago. That's what I'm trying to say. And everyone here everyone here says pop. I feel ashamed about it. Why? I don't feel good about it. Why? No, saying soda. Oh, oh, okay. All right. But Jenny came from Massachusetts and other places that also called it soda that she grew up and her influence on me over our 12 years. I call it soda now by default and it makes me upset. I feel like soda is soda is universally understood, right? Like you go to the South. I lived in the South for a very short time and, you know, you get into a situation where, you know, it's like an Abbott and Costello routine where you're asking for a Coke and they're like, what kind? Like what? I don't understand the question. I want a Coke. See, that's that's goofy. That's goofy, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, with, with pop, soda, Coke, whatever. I feel like soda is is the it's the it's the type O. It's the blood type O of uh of uh. What am I trying to say? Of pop. I don't know. <laughs> of carbonated beverage. Carbonated sugary drinks. It's universally understood, right? No, I love saying pop. Like I said. I hate that I've kind of converted over. My wife brainwashed me. All I wanted to say was that we're regionally we're we're in Chicago, which is why I said pop. And I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. You don't have to be. I don't want you to feel bad about who you are. It's fine. People are gonna say whatever they want. I think it's safe to say uh, that we can say that uh, this uh, turd sitting on top of a dumpster fire of a year is almost over. Yes, that's true. We're nearing the end of 2020. Maybe 14 days away, something like that. And, uh, you know, everybody's talking about how bad the year was, and it was truly awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about some of the good times we had in 2020. Oh, okay, that's so sweet. Um, so I pulled up a list, a release by TikTok. <laughs> oh, boy. Of the top 10 food trends of 2020. Food trends? Food trends. So like... uh, Eating in my underwear alone, number one. (laughs) That's number one. Top 10 things that I didn't eat, I'm going to guess. Well, that's what I kind of want to know. I want to know, A, if any of us has tried any of these, and B, 
If not, you know, or if so, what we thought of them. Bring it. So uh, number one, they've got strawberry pancake cereal tutorial. So this was a trending video. And uh, it looks like people were making, I did not know of this, tiny little itsy bitsy strawberry pancakes. They're like wee little one inch or less size. And then they would put them in a bowl and pour milk all over it and then eat them. I I just want to preface this whole thing by saying you're asking the wrong generation of people by asking me and Brandon. So no, I've never heard of that or seen it, and never. <laughs> I worry about the the sog factor. Am I alone in worrying about the sog factor? That would be a hot, yeah. wet mess of strawberry goo. I mean, it's pancakes. You know what I mean? Like that's you put syrup on those things, and and which is a thick, thick liquid. Thirty seconds later, and those things are saturated. Yeah. That's my other podcast I record on Wednesdays, The Sog Factor. <laughs> Welcome back to The Sog Factor. We're pouring milk on new shit every week. Just want to plug that. I love it. It's my, one of my top three podcasts. <laughs> Thanks, man. But it is number three, so don't get yeah. too excited. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it would be a very wet, uh, uh, disgusting, congealed mess on the bottom of my bowl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but the strawberry milk after would be pretty good. Sure. So that's this is something that, that kids, I'm assuming kids, right, not uh, older people are doing. You know, it starts with the youth on TikTok and then uh, famous people pick up on the trends and then parents are eventually doing it on there. So eventually pretty much everyone does these things. You have to promise that you're not over 35 to even use TikTok, I'm fairly sure. So I, I can't imagine that anybody <laughs> in our generation has done Rick's on the cusp. He's on the cusp. Yeah, I'll be I'll be kicked off uh, yeah. s- shortly, yeah. but I'm riding that wave. All right. Well, number two was uh, whipped coffee. Uh, is that where you put whipped cream in your coffee? It is not. I've actually tried this one, and it's delish. You take uh, instant coffee or instant espresso, which is all I had in my house, so that's what I used. Uh, Cause I'm a fancy bitch, and you put the granules in a bowl with uh, sugar and hot water. That's it, and you just whip the hell out of it, and it literally becomes like a whipped cream. That's made. It's just coffee, sugar, and water, and then you pour okay. that on top of like iced, uh, like milk and ice, and so it's almost like this reverse iced coffee, with this thick coffee cream. That's pretty damn good. Okay. That does sound interesting. It's bougie as hell, and it takes way too long to make a drink that you slurp down in five minutes. Instant coffee is just that you add hot water anyways, right? Correct, yeah. So I think that's what there's something in it that like activates when you pour in the hot water and then you're able to whip it up. I could I could see enjoying that, possibly. But yeah, I think making it would be kind of a pain. It is a pain. So it's something, you know, maybe have come over uh sometime when you're able and um I'll whip you up uh coffee. All right. What? Uh, whip you up a coffee. I didn't say anything else. Okay. I wasn't implying anything. I didn't wink on our stream. I didn't do anything. Because I'm like a because I'm like a Keurig coffee. Like that's the amount of effort that I can that I can muster for a cup of coffee in the morning, um, or anytime really. I'm a I'm a drip. I'm a drip boy. I got that drip. Got that drip <laughs> drip co- co- coffee boy. Make it drip drip. <laughs> he gets up in the morning, goes drip drop, and he's and he skips to the. <laughs> to the kitchen <laughs> gonna get my drip drop drip 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 yeah that's what i say <laughs> that is that is what i say i know i have cameras uh <laughs> oh right no i i go f- i'm bougie uh all around with so i'll make cold brew we do have an espresso which is like the keurig for espresso makers which mm. was gifted to us by peter 
love you. Oh my gosh, I love it, and you, and you. But also, no, it's fine. I, I it. want you to love my gifts more than me. Yeah, Peter doesn't make you coffee every morning, so yeah, I put your face on it, so it's like you're making it for me. Oh, it actually, looks like you're vomiting it up for me. <laughs> Here's a coffee. <laughs> Good morning. I made you coffee. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Ah, fine. Oh, God. Just all right. Well, uh, number three. Oh, we're only on three. Oh. We're num. Are on three of ten. Okay. Um, it it was just banana bread. People were like going nuts for making banana bread. I've had it. I've never made it. I've had it. Not this year, though. <laughs> you make it with like rotting bananas, right? Oh, they gotta be so. That is the best. You have to have them like dark brown dark black spots all over it and then when you take it out it looks like this big gross slug and it's sticky but those are the best nanners to throw in your banana See, that's bread. when i that's when i really appreciate like the benefit of not knowing how the sausage is made sure so to speak you know the I mean? sausage is I... dying and it looks like a big slimy turd <laughs> yeah 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 but that's literally what's happening it's like breaking down all the sugars so it's literally start it's starting its process of rotting but you catch it just before it gets stinky and gross and it's sweet and delicious i'm zero for three brandon yeah same i mean I, I i don't think i've had banana bread this year maybe i did not make banana bread this year but it's something we do especially if you got two bananas you let go too long you just throw them in a brown paper bag let them go even further and then slap those bad boys in a pan whenever i have banana bread i always think well this is just someone being lazy with their bananas <laughs> They didn't mean to. They didn't mean to have this. Oh you know? shit! I let them go too yeah. long. Yeah, you're eating a slice and you're scolding them. You're like, you really should have eaten all those bananas that you bought. Yeah. This is really thanks for your leftovers. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just leftover bananas. Wait, some bread brought to the office. You can have it, I guess. Gee, thanks. Want the spoiled yeah. fruit bread? <laughs> thanks a lot. Uh, number four was um, the general bullet point of it is barbecue, but people were specifically like getting off to these uh videos of people pulling out like whole bones from like a uh, pork butt or a pork shoulder actually there shouldn't be a bone in your butt but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> like pork shoulder like those sat oddly satisfying yeah, yeah. videos of like the bone being pulled out of the meat but in general oh, it was yeah. barbecue that's barbaric if you ask me all right pulling bone like that's that's not where i uh derive my enjoyment in the barbecue process it's it's eating the barbecue meat, not imagining that this creature was alive not that long ago and pulling its insides out. That's not for me. So I'm sensing a theme. You, re- you really don't like to know how the sausage <laughs> really is made. Don't you don't like to know the process at all. I don't think, Jen, like my, uh, my wife Jen, I don't think she, she would prefer there to be no bones in meat ever. She doesn't want to know. So she wants like lab grown in a little petri dish. This soft, wet little this uh, new this new like lab grown burger stuff that's happening. This is up. This is for us because it is sure impossible burger. Well, I'm talking not even impossible burger, but the you're talking about the lab grown meat. Yeah, the actual yeah. meat, but it's like never came from an animal. Oh, like, that's yeah. cool. I don't want to think about sure because I don't know. I I think I personify like every creature that I see. Right, you're immediately like, oh, cute little uh, I, oh, pig. It's so cute. I give it a name, all right? So it's it's like, it's oh, this is Sonny the cow, and now I'm going to eat its ass or whatever. You know what, what? I mean? Hell yeah, I, eat Sonny's ass, dude. <laughs> you should ask first, yeah. though. Get consent. Hey, Sonny, can I eat your ass? <laughs> I guess I didn't mean it like, I guess I didn't mean it like that, but, uh, uh, but you know what I mean. All right, number five, another cereal thing. People were taking... Uh, 
tiny little donuts, making tiny little baby donuts, and also doing the same thing, putting them in a bowl and pouring syrup over them. So the trend in 2020 is to ruin good food with milk. To miniaturize baked goods, put them in a bowl, and dump uh, cow milk all over them. We already have two cereals that do that just fine. Cinnamon, uh, wait, not cinnamon toast crunch. Waffle crisp. Sure. What's the other one? Was there a cookie waffle? Crisp. There's a cookie crisp. There's cookie, cookie crisp. crisp. There's French toast crunch. French actually. toast crunch. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And actually, I think I've seen a mini donuts cereal yeah. in the past year or so. There is. There is. So these people could have just gone out to their local jewel, jewels and bought a box of this cereal. Instead, they decided, I mean, you got time. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do? So they made these tiny little donuts and they poured cereal. What else could we miniaturize and, and make into a cereal? Cinnamon buns? Little sure. tiny. Oh, I think isn't that not a cereal? I want to say it is. It might be Cinnabon that made a cereal. Birthday cakes. Why not? Why not birthday cakes? Oh my Ooh. god! Tiny little tiny birthday, birthday cakes. cakes. So wow. you could you could pour milk on them if you want to ruin it, like apparently every <sighs> child wants to do in every the year other twenty twenty. Ding dong. Pour milk on it, or you could like have a bowl of just little birthday cakes and just pick out of it all day, eat a little birthday cake and feel like it's your special day. What a special day. Oh my goodness. Or you could put together a birthday party for a hamster. Mice or hamsters. Or a mouse, even better, a little bit smaller. Um, just little tiny rodents, all kinds. We know this guy loves rodents. <laughs> <laughs> draw draw as many rodents as possible to, into your home um, and celebrate little mouse birthdays. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Okay. I think that's good. I like that. All right. All right. Uh, well, entry. number six, uh, we have, um, now this, uh, hmm, should have really vetted this. <laughs> number six really isn't a food trend. It's just videos of Gordon Ramsay reacting to people cooking. It's literally just like, I could put a video up there, tag Gordon Ramsay, and then he'll do a duet, they call it, and he'll react to me oh. cooking. So, you know, you'll send your video of you making his famous uh, uh, beef wellington, mm. and he'll call you a donut and an idiot sandwich, and uh, you get enjoyment out of uh, being talked down to by the king himself. Now that sounds like a kink. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Didn't he? He he did scald his ball sack once, right? That was a thing that happened. On one of his shows? I don't know if it was on a show, but I thought he like had an extreme. What was his ball sack doing close to like a pot of water or something? <laughs> he scalded them. You never cooked in the nude. <laughs> okay, so here here it is from Reality Blurred. Gordon Ramsay was named Chef of the Year at the GQ Awards, but his testicles are upstaging his actual award. <laughs> oh my god! <coughs> That's because before he got his award, he revealed that he burned himself while cooking on stage. He said this. I guess so. Or, or what year was this? Let's let's pull it up. Two thousand. Oh, this is a while ago. I don't know why this like stuck out in my head as something that was recent. Two thousand seven. I have a list of people I'd like to thank, but before I do, real quick. The other day, I was standing too close to the hob. What's I don't know what the hob is. It's a British. It's a British word for like stovetop. Okay, so the the hob. I was wearing cotton trousers, and underneath, I was going commando. <laughs> then, then suddenly, I felt the searing heat. My balls were burning. <laughs> I burnt my right bullock, and I'm in absolute agony. <laughs> Oh, shit. You wouldn't believe how much this hurts. Anyway, thanks to the Lord and Savior for this award. I want to thank my wife. 
and the doctors who saved both of my nuts. Did you say the right bullock? <laughs> His right bullock, yeah. Standing close to the hob and burnt my bullock. I didn't know <laughs> that was the singular <laughs> word for testicle. <laughs> my children were playing tiddlywinks. Pop the testicle over my shoulder. Bob's your uncle, and on I went. I'm glad he's okay. All right, number seven. Oh, gross. This one's disgusting. I saw this going around. Uh, cream cheese and bell pepper sandwiches. No, thanks. So people literally were fucking cutting up bell peppers, which already aren't great. Like, you have to really work on a bell pepper to get it to any, like, putting it on that Italian beef from Portillo's. Here we are. That's great. But when you eat it raw or just barely cooked, most bell peppers aren't amazing. So they were taking those, smushing cream cheese between it, and then eating them like a sandwich. I don't like it. No. Uh, not good. I did not try this because it sounds horrifying. I love cream cheese. Same. But no thanks. It's a mediocre Ooh. sandwich for sure. Yeah. No yeah. thanks. Just move. Let's pretend we didn't hear that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Number eight. Uh, I mean, number seven again. <laughs> Ice cream cakes. Oh, for sure. Making them or just eating them? Yeah. So uh, this one guy went viral and then I think other people came after him. But uh, he works at a Cold Stone. Oh, those are still around, eh? Oh, yeah. We actually have one in Homewood. We do, yeah. Oh, no. Now people know where we live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't live there. You can come for the other guys, not me. Yeah, so this guy worked at Coldstone, and he uh, makes ice cream cakes, and it's like mesmerizing, and they look amazing. And uh, he went viral, and then then people tried to do it themselves. Yeah, I've never tried to make an ice cream cake, but I have eaten more than my fair share just this year. I feel like this year is an ice cream cake kind of year, mm-hmm. so I don't feel bad about eating probably my body weight in ice cream cake. I think everyone is justified in at least one ice cream cake a week for the year 2020. Absolutely. If they're going to if they're going to be putting through a new stimulus package, which I hear they might do, make my payment in Oreo ice cream cakes. Cut out the middleman. I'm taking my $600, I'm going to DQ and I'm buying all the ice cream cakes. Absolutely. Do you guys ever hear of Fudgy the Whale? Fudgy the Whale. Mm-mm. Fudgy the Whale. I think it was an ice cream cake. It's not a sex move. <laughs> Did you get it on like an ice cream truck? It was a Carvel cake. Fudgy the Whale, a type of ice cream cake produced and sold by Carvel. It was an ice cream cake. Okay. okay. Yeah, it would just look like a whale, and it was like chocolate ice cream with chocolate like fudge icing on it, and it just looked like this big ass doofy looking whale. So the same company, the same company Carvel that made uh, Fudgy the Whale also made a cake called Cookie Puss. That's right. <laughs> And so I was imagining, okay, so it's Fudgy the Whale, so it's going to be like an octopus, like with cookies. It's not? No, it's just a guy. (laughs) That's Cookie Puss, dude. That's his fucking name. Oh, I just looked it up. It's not just a guy. What the fuck is he? Describe it to me as as if I were a listener. Oh, he's horrifying. So he's got these two giant cookie eyes with with irises, or the pupils made of Oreos, okay? Okay. And then his hair looks to be like... uh, Frosting frosting with like little sprinkles some people call them hundreds of thousands some people call them jimmies jimmies yeah uh those people are wrong and weird um and then there's yeah there's more frosting up above that and then his nose is an is an upside down ice cream cone which very creative that's great 10 points for creativity with uh with a dollop just a big dollop of uh frosting for the end of the nose no that's ice cream that's a scoop of ice cream oh i'm sorry okay so it's ice cream okay um that makes sense being in an ice cream cone i don't know why i didn't go right there (laughs) they they laid it out for me and then for some reason on this this particular picture 
the word egg is written on the ice cream in frosting. E G G egg. Is that supposed to be like a kid's name? <laughs> Happy birthday, egg. <laughs> I guess so. And then we got a frosting smile, and then I guess coming out of his cheeks, imagine like a, a horrific Lovecraftian creature. He's got two purple arms coming out of his cheeks what? with green frosting mittens on the end. Yeah, he looks like he's just a face, but then on his cheeks are his arms. So apparently his face is his entire body. And honestly, if I'm, if I'm, it's a little crude, I think, but uh, the shape of his body looks like a naked pregnant woman. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry to all you moms out there, but you kind of look like cookie puss. No, you're you're all you're all beautiful. You're all beautiful. You're glowing. Oh, Cookie Puss is gorgeous, <laughs> as are pregnant women. Look, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'd eat this puss. Whoa! Jack hey, time. Brandon, yeah. put some money in that jar. Jack jar. Gotta get it out. I feel like we need a little Jack jar jingle, Brandon. Oh well, jack the alliteration jingle. alone. Put the money in the Jack jar. Something like that. Well, he said it again. Right. He's naughty, Brandon. Go ahead and put the money in the Jack jar. <laughs> We'll work. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, yeah. We'll workshop it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I think we're gosh. at eight, nine, eight or nine. So what are we up to? <laughs> we're nine? at eight, nine. Number eight, eight nine. nine. Okay. Yeah, we're at nine. Um, This one was chocolate bars uh, and like people were making oh. them. So someone did a demo on how like make a chocolate bar at home from scratch. And then people were making their own. They were being their own little chocolatier and making tasty little morsels out of the kitchen i like that so they're are they making the chocolate or are they taking chocolate like chips or chunks that they buy in the store and melting? now this motherfucker was teaching people how to go from scratch literally with like cacao pods because i've seen people do it where they take like chocolate chips and they melt it down over the stove with one of those yeah, pots sure. that goes inside of another pot and there's water involved for some reason double boiler yep mm -hmm. <laughs> sure i don't understand it yep. and i don't i don't care to you don't have to um but they melt the chocolate and then they pour it into a thing and they a let mold. it cool. Yep, a mold. Sure, okay, a mold. All right, that sounds like something gross you find in the shower. I don't want to think about yep. that. That's going the American language for you, English language. The American language. <laughs> we speak American. Here. I was trying to move past it real quick. Nope, sorry. You said it. We're gonna latch onto it. Yeah, I know. So okay, but then but then you so you're, you're melting the chocolate and you're putting it in a different shape. You just eat the eat the fucking chocolate chips. Give me a bag of chocolate chips. I will go to town on them. All right, number 10. Coming in at number 10, we've got DIY hazelnut spread recipe. So similar to number nine, uh, it's a DIY on how to make your own. Can I say, can I say Nutella? Will we get sued or have to pay them I can, something? I can guarantee you that we will not get sued. <laughs> okay. Kleenex. Uh, Campbell's. Um, Apple? Tesla. Google. I want a Tesla. I'm just seeing if I can will things into my life. Um, it's, yeah, just how to make. So you probably take raw hazelnuts. They have to do a whole big process instead of just going out and buying a jar of Nutella. This is something my hipster ass would do, but I'm guessing you guys would just go get the Nutella. Absolutely. I, I, I question, and maybe you can't answer this, but how much hazelnut actually goes into this concoction? Because I've had Nutella, and it's just like frosting you know what i mean it's just chocolate frosting it is a thick it, it's like the frosting the pillsbury like frosting you get in the little cardboard can it's that thick yeah and it's like you know it's uh, the thing that i love about it is that it's good for me because they have it on the commercials <laughs> and they're like i can get my kids to eat their fucking toast in the morning i put chocolate on it 
I'm a genius mom. I figured it out. The solution. We're really coming for moms in this episode. <laughs> Again. Yeah, we're supporting the we're supporting that. Kids need to eat their toast. How else are you gonna get strong bones? We did establish our moms weren't gonna listen to this, so no, maybe they're that's not. Fine. They're not. My mom will listen to it. Hey mom, how are you doing? I'm zero for ten in these food trends. I thought sourdough would be sure on the list. I feel like everyone was making sourdough. That's not for TikTok kids though. If it, if that's advanced, if it, right, if this wasn't directly related to TikTok, I, sourdough would have been like number one. If this was the top ten food trends for like dumb middle aged guys, we would we would crush that list. Find that one next time. So thanks, Rick, for that. Uh, why don't we uh, jump into a little bit of erotica? Ooh, I'm in the mood. Let me let me bu- pour myself a bottle of cu- a bottle. I'm gonna drink a whole bottle of cognac. <laughs> Whoa, I thought you were gonna say cum. <laughs> oh, I wish you had a jerk <laughs> jar. Jeez, I can edit it out, but it sounded like you were gonna say that. <laughs> oh my god, no! I don't know why. I'm going to pour myself a snifter of cognac. Okay, I'm gonna slip into my silk robe. I'm ready. So on tonight's episode of Erotica, we are taking on roles of a lifetime, really. And we are performing a live table read adapted by yours truly (gasps) of a story by Derek Saiyan 2. (laughs) Derek Saiyan 2? Saiyan, like Super Saiyan? Like Super Saiyan, called Goku on WWE Monday Night Raw. Oh. oh, wow. This sounds amazing. So I'll be taking on the role of the narrator as well as the ring announcer. I think the ring announcer only has one line. Um, so Pete will be playing Bardock, the father of Goku, as well as Goku. And Pete, you are uh, sorry, Rick, you're taking on the roles of John Cena and <laughs> Triple H. Oh, oh, hell yeah, dude. All right. Uh, you know what's great is Pete was into wrestling and I watched Dragon Ball Z. So we're actually doing the parts <laughs> that we were not born to play, It's which is going to be kind of fun. It's good, but, I, but Brandon believes in us. You know? I believe in you. Shit, I don't really know. Trip. I'm going to have to do my own version of Triple H. I don't remember what he sounds like. He's kind of like a gravelly. Okay. And then John Cena's just more... All I can think of is, <laughs> John Cena! <laughs> At least when I watched, his persona was like kind of like a rap kind of guy. He looks like a Marky Mark kind of... Yeah. He'd always be like, you can't see me. I could see him doing that thing with the hand in front of his face, waving it back and yeah. forth. Oh, wow. You can't see me. Oh, you can't see him because his hand's in front of his face. So you're he like. He's putting right. his hand in front of his face. It's like object permanence <laughs> yeah. is like, yeah. You're like a baby. He's playing peekaboo. <laughs> I wish he would have just played peekaboo with people on stage. <laughs> peekaboo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's get to this. the uh, meat of this. All right. Let's begin Goku on WWE Monday Night Raw. It was another Monday night, and Goku was having fun with the WWE Universe at WWE Monday Night Raw. How you doing tonight, WWE Universe? Goku asked, standing in the middle of the ring as the crowd cheered. It's good to be back in... Just then, someone's music hit. It was Triple H. Triple H? What's he doing here? Goku wondered. Triple H walked to ringside, carrying a mic. Goku, the WWE Universe loves you! The WWE Universe cheered for their hero, Goku. But I don't. The WWE Universe booed Triple H as he walked around the ring. Goku watching his every move with an intensity that only a Saiyan could muster. (laughs) The entire WWE Universe booed Triple H. Ah, okay. (laughs) 
I love that these things always repeat themselves. The narrator, the narration will say a thing, and then the character will just repeat it. Yeah. Ah, okay. We're not even a quarter of the way into this. Okay. I'm sorry. I know. What does Triple H want? Goku wondered. I see your dad is here in I see your dad is here in the crowd tonight. Triple H said, walking up to Bardock, who was standing in the front row. Mr. Bardock. Triple H started moving the He's so re- He's so respectful. <laughs> Can I call you Mr. Bardock? Okay. (laughs) Mr. Bardock! Triple H started, moving the mic towards Goku's father's mouth. How are you enjoying the show tonight? Well, I... Bardock began and was rudely cut off as Triple H hit him in the face with the mic, knocking Goku's dad down to the ground. (laughs) Triple H laughed. Dad, no! Goku screamed, running for Triple H. Just then, the WWE champion, Seth Rollins, busted out of nowhere and hit Goku with a cheap shot, leaving Goku laying. (laughs) Triple H laughed as he and Seth made their way back up the ramp. Goku, it's me and Seth Rollins against you later tonight, and you don't get a partner. Goku limped to the back where he met his friend, John... Trying to do that without my voice cracking. And Brandon just hit puberty. <laughs> Goku lipped to the back where he met his friend, John Cena. Here, have a senzu bean. <laughs> well, wait, what the hell is that? What's a sen? Is that a Dragon Ball? It yeah, is. Gordon Rick. I don't know why John Cena knows what a senzu bean is. I believe it was a way to, like, power up. Is oh, this, like, okay. special bean they would eat? <laughs> All right. Apparently okay. John Cena exists. Well, I guess they all exist within the Dragon Ball world. Okay, sure. all right. <clears throat> Here, have a senzu bean. Cena offered. Goku ate the senzu bean and regained his strength. What am I going to do, John? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. John Cena and Goku are best friends. John, what am I, what am I going to do? Goku asked. Two against one later tonight hardly seems fair. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, John Cena said. I have a plan. It was soon time for the main event, and Triple H and Seth Rollins had already taken to the ring. Come out, come out, Goku. Triple H taunted. Come out and get your butt kicked. Out came Goku with his friend, John Cena. (laughs) Not, Not his fighting mate. Not, it's just his friend, John Cena. They're pals. Yeah, they're pals. Hold on. Triple H cackled. It's two against one tonight. You don't get to bring any friends. Oh, it will be just one against the two of you. Goku grinned. Ready, John? John Cena nodded. Fusion! In a brilliant flash of light, Goku and John Cena did the perfect fusion. Call me Gosina. <laughs> Call me Gosina. I will not. Gosina. <laughs> oh wait, the next, the next one. Yeah, that's. I'll, that's, I'll fix it. <laughs> oh, we have to talk together. Oh no. <clears throat> Call me Gosina. Gosina said. What? No. Triple H shouted. Get him, Seth! <laughs> Sorry. 
Seth doesn't. Seth doesn't have any lines in this either. I'm not going to do it. Get your ass out there. I'm all talk, Seth. Seth Rollins tried to attack Gosina, but Gosina easily beat him. You're next, Triple H, Gosina said, his eyes burning with passion and intensity. Gosina got in the ring. <laughs> Wait, let's just be friends, Triple H said, extending his hand. I was just kidding earlier when I beat up your dad. <laughs> Remember when I beat the shit out of your dad? I was I was just kidding. Why would he bring it up? Why did he bring it up? <laughs> Joking. Don't mention it. <clears throat> yeah, right. Gosina said, clotheslining Triple H, then hoisting the villain up on his shoulders. Time to combine attacks. Gosina shouted. Charging up his energy, Gosina executed a combined Kamehameha and attitude adjustment. Blowing the ring up. Gosina has been disqualified, the ring announcer said. Darn! Gosina said. Goku and John Cena split from the fusion. I guess when we fuse together, we're too powerful, Goku said. Yeah, we're best just teaming up like normal. John Cena laughed. <laughs> Want to get some milkshakes? <laughs> I, I don't know where I went with this, John Cena. <laughs> So I'm starting to read them like Michael Jackson. Want to get some? Want to get some milkshakes? I, I'm sorry. It's, I don't. Sounds great, John. And Goku and John Cena left and got some milkshakes. The end. Wow. I don't even know where to begin with that one. Oh, that was amazing. Wow. I want to. I have a couple of questions. Well, hold your questions. Let's let's real quick okay. go over the reviews. All right, there are four reviews okay. for this story. Oh, great! Even more than last time. Uh, first review is by a person whose name I'm not going to say because it's very offensive. Oh boy. Uh, just commented word. So <laughs> word to this. All right. Word up. Yeah, word up. Um, the second review comes from 420 Blaze It. Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. Smoke uh, it. Their comment was: Your fan fiction sucks. Needs more Roman Reigns. Also, Enzo has a consensual penis. Who's Enzo? I don't follow WWE lore, so maybe uh, maybe you listeners at home who do, maybe you understand what that means. So this next one is from Nightfly123. Uh, the comment is, okay. this story is really good, and I can't wait for the next chapter. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I'm with you. That's so encouraging. I agree. I know. I'm right there with him. Did you write that, Brandon? <laughs> and then uh, this uh, last one from somebody who's just a guest, didn't sign in, not willing to put their name on anything. They said, okay. So Triple H beat, wait, okay, I'm just going to read this verbatim because this is nonsense. Yeah. Yes, please do. Sure, yeah. Okay, so Triple H beat or Seth can beat Goku? Well, this smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gosina? Really? This is terrible. Try writing something else. What? So I think there's a decent balance of uh, positive and negative feedback for this, this piece. I want to read a Stephen King book review that's like, Oh, yeah, the clown could kill the kids. <laughs> this stinks like shit. <laughs> we could kill him with a balloon animal. This book smells like dookie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the? Anyway, so, uh, so Pete, I'm sorry, you had some questions. Yeah, I just, I don't understand Dragon Ball lore. Did okay. Goku regularly fuse with people? Was that a thing? Oh, sure. Yes. Okay, he did. All Not right. a whole lot, but uh, there's Gogeta. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, so Gosina was like, that's 
Oh, very on the okay. nose. That's on brand. This okay. person knows both of their brands. It seemed, they knew WWE, at least as far as I could tell, and they knew their Dragon Ball Z. They knew Triple well, H coming in with that heel, that heel act. I don't there's some things about this that confuses me. Like Triple H, I don't think he'd ever say kick your butt. He'd probably use ass. Oh. And I don't the milkshake things, I don't know. <laughs> About that. Well, you know, I've never seen two. I've never seen two competitors leave and get milkshakes. But you know, maybe it's a new era. Now that's why it's fan fiction. Right. That's true. That's the fun. You get to write in fun things like <laughs> they go out and they get DQ blizzards afterwards. Yeah. Oh my god! And get their nails done together. That was great. What a yeah. great find, Brandon. You you knocked it out of the park again. That's yeah, a good one. It was nostalgic for all of us. It was. In different ways. Pushing all the right buttons. <laughs> I love Erotica. Speaking of segments, Rick, I, I feel like you had one you were uh, going to bring up. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd take a stab at a modern day poet's. Modern day poet's. So as we talked about earlier, um, by dating this episode... Uh, it's uh, it's almost uh, the Crimbus season. The holidays are upon us. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Crimbus, and the rest. Sorry, the rest. Ramadan. Mm. Um, and uh, so I thought it would be fun if we did um, modern day poets with a Christmas song. Oh, that's just that's brilliant. Wouldn't that be fun? A little Christmas edition. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're listening to this episode in like the cold, dark end of january um just remember think back to the warm hearth the yule log the family that you're probably not with <laughs> yeah. because of covid don't think about that don't listen to brandon <laughs> try not to think about that part what are you gonna hit us with rick what song there's so many carols i know there are so many good old crimbus carols um it was hard to choose well before we start actually i want to know your favorite and least favorite christmas songs real quick because it'd be really funny if this was one of them um, I, I would say uh, my favorite is probably some rendition of uh, Carol of the Bells, just because it sounds like a horror movie, That's but it's oh, fun. Sure. You know what I mean? Dum, dum, Talk dum, about those sweet dum. silver bells, dude. Hark them. Could I be in pentatonics? <laughs> and I guess my least favorite would be uh, Last Christmas. Oh, no. The George Michael one? Really? I mean, okay. For one thing, it's barely a Christmas song, right? I mean, it it mentions Christmas, I guess, a year ago. Last Christmas. So it was like last Christmas, so like a year ago. I don't know if it's even Christmas in the song. Well, but then he says this year. This year, but like it could be any point. So it's probably it's probably October when he's talking and singing this song. Yeah, so it's not even it's barely a Christmas song. It's basically like George Michael got laid. And then the person broke up with him the next day, and he's he's just making a big deal out of it. And this other person is probably like, dude, move on, all right? It was like 10 months ago. I wasn't that into you. I didn't think you were that into me, for being honest. Didn't feel like we had much of a connection there. I didn't even recognize you um, when I ran into you, per the line in the song where he says, oh, uh, tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. It doesn't surprise me. Doesn't even recognize, say it's been a year, doesn't recognize the person. If I haven't seen you in nine to 12 months, I will not remember who you are. It's a good thing we got these video chats going here because I would have no idea who you you fuckers are. Show up at my house, like, get out of here. If I was a gun owner, I'd be firing away, get you off my property. I'd stab you immediately. Anyway, that's my least favorite for all of those reasons and many more. We're not not dissecting that song tonight, but I, I could. It hurts me to hear that. 
I don't think that's the worst. I don't know what my favorite one is, though. My least favorite is Little Drummer Boy. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) is because there's no effort put into the rhyme. Every every Mm -hmm. second line is pa-rumpa-pum-pum. So it just rhymes with Mm -hmm. itself. It's just so annoying. You could write whatever you want. Ate some toast today, pum 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 pum. Exactly. Absolutely. It's just lazy songwriting. You know, no, no, I'm sorry, but Mary would never be like, oh, why don't you come play the drums for my sleeping infant? Yeah. It makes no sense. No, she'd be like, everyone, shut the fuck up. I just got this kid to bed. If you make a single peep, I right. will destroy you. My nipples, my nipples are like giant blisters. I would really right. appreciate a couple of hours to myself. So no, Joseph, yeah. you can't touch them right now. <laughs> Love you, moms. We love moms. Love them moms. Uh, my favorite one? Uh, I'd have to think about that. I kind of like the, you know, I, I kind of like the classic. Maybe it's because I, you know, grew up in the church, but I like some of the classic, like, religious ones, you know? Harkham Herald Angels. Oh, Hark Herald the Angel Sings, yeah. Hark Herald the Angel Sings. I like, I like kind of, you know, the classics mm-hmm. or <laughs> anything where someone's not having sex with Santa. You know, those, I don't like those. Oh, These, so you yeah, don't I, like Santa Baby. Yeah, that is most of the songs. Christmas got horny somewhere. I want Megan Thee Stallion to put out a Christmas song about, like, Santa's ass cheeks. I mean, he's a married man. All Santa, these... make that ass clap. Santa, make that ass clap. <laughs> holly jolly, holly jolly. That's some wet ass Christmas. I saw Santa clapping. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I saw Santa clapping Mrs. Claus. Yeah, all right. Damn, Mrs. Claus, you thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. There's some ho, ho, ho's yeah. in this house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Rick? Uh, my favorite, I think, and it's for a dumb reason, is probably um, Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. That's my wife's favorite, too. That would be on the near the bottom of my list. but I believe it's the one, uh, let me know if I'm right or wrong, Brandon, that starts with... Uh, Merry Christmas, Greg. Merry Christmas, Grunkle. What? I, I maybe. I just know that the first verse sounds like they're they're like summoning a devil or something. They're like talking about how the moon is just right and the spirit is up. It's like they're they're performing some kind of witch's ceremony. Well, it's I think it's that song. Again, if anyone is listening to this, please tweet at me. Um at the shoes dude or at four guys on a train. All spelled out like that. Nope. No, damn it, I always do this wrong. The number four guys on train. Um, I think it's the one that starts with it's like an uncle and a nephew talking to each other, and I don't can't remember the. It's like Merry Christmas, James. Merry Christmas, Uncle. What? <laughs> what? Really? At least on the radio version. Okay. Uh, it's just these two uncle and, and nephew like greeting each other, whispering, which now I'm thinking about it sounds it's not kind of creepy. It is. <laughs> and um. And that's how the song starts. They say Merry Christmas to each other or Happy Christmas, and then the song starts. The only reason, I, I feel like the lyrics are okay and the, the singing's okay, but I really don't like the synth noise they use bum, in that. Bum, that's like, it's just uninspired <laughs> to me. But you know, Most songs of their time kind of stayed in their time, but this one's just kind of hung on. But yeah, that's, that's why I like it. And I, yeah, I like the tune. But my least favorite is the one we're going to talk about today. And that is... Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Yes, that song is bad. I was hoping you'd say that because I almost brought that up. Bring it, Rick. I know you and your mom, uh, Jan, another great mom. Love you, Mm -hmm. moms. Um, I know she also loathes this Oh, she hates it. So um, I did a little research because I didn't know a lot about it. And then also we'll just just go line by line and we'll talk through it and, uh, and see what we think. 
Yeah, what's the story? Tell us the story, Rick. So Band-Aid, I believe, was headed up by like uh, Bono, Mm. George Michael, a bunch of the, a lot of British and um, like Irish uh, singer songwriters and bands. And they came together to raise money, as many bands often do, by doing this like big cornucopia. It's a group, a group song, right? Many different artists singing on. Like it. we, we are the world. Another horrible song. Yeah, oh boy. Just like Gal Gadot this year, she, you know, great Gal Gadot, and uh, and everything. But she tried to put that song together at the beginning of COVID, where all the actors are in their fancy houses. Oh, imagine. Oh, yes. And they're singing together. And they're trying to tell you how this isn't that bad. And it just didn't go over well. I feel like you can't you can't win with these things where these bands come together. That's a real boner killer. I'm not <laughs> going to have a sex dream about Gal Gadot tonight after that You've one. You've ruined it. You've ruined Gal Gadot. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving that in. People need to know. <laughs> the people will need to know we got to record this. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, Band-Aid comes together because there was famine happening in Africa, Ethiopia. And um, they sang this song in order to try and raise money uh, to feed people, which is a great cause. Sure. Um, this was very well intentioned, but um, the song did meet some uh, critical backlash because, well, well, we can get into that. But Did they actually like raise a bunch of money? Did it work? I, I, it sounded like it actually did go well as far as the okay. raising. I think usually these things do raise funds pretty well. But uh, the songs aren't always amazing. Too many cooks in a kitchen. Well, it's like a fundraiser at a kid's school. You know what I mean? Like their choir is going to put on a performance of like fucking Nutcracker Suite or and I'll, a song, a, a thing that has lyrics. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and it's awful. You know what I mean? But like you're there because your kid's there and it's like it's a good cause, I guess. They're re they're reflooring the gym or whatever. So you, you throw in a couple bucks. That's what this song is. All right. So let's get into it. So we start with it's Christmas time. Great place to start. We establish it is Christmas time. This song is going to be about the Christian holiday. Next line. There's no need to be afraid. Oh wow. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christmas. Oh. oh God. It's Christmas time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Let me finish. They're also really establishing where they fall on the line of the uh of the war on Christmas here. You know what I mean? Like it's Christmas time. It's not the holiday season. It's Christmas time. It was the 80s, you know. I don't think they... It's a different world. Yeah. All right, so um, there's no need to be afraid. So we'll just go ahead and get that out of the way. Do not be scared. I bring you great tidings of good joy. Uh, at Christmas time, so again, it's Christmas, we let in light and we banish shade. Like figuratively and literally. We don't like shade here. I think they're talking about throwing shade. <laughs> now, this was before that was a colloquial term in society, but... I think you're onto something. We're not gonna we're not gonna stand for any of this like talking smack about each other. It's Christmas time. No more sh- no more shade. Right, yeah. No more shade, guys. Do not spill the tea. Let's not throw the shade. We banish it. And in our world of plenty, which, you know, I guess this is coming from perspective of Re- relative yeah. terms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh we can spread our smile of joy. Oh, okay. That's sweet. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you spread your smile. Um, do they literally mean spread it from cheek to cheek? Joker style. Get a knife in there. <laughs> you want to know how we got these smiles? <laughs> By spreading joy. Oh, and I didn't mention they're also breaking down who's singing what section. So that first section was Paul Young. 
and this section is Boy George. Oh, man, my second favorite George. I'm a fan of Man George. <laughs> when he grew up, it was a lot oh, more. Oh, man. Yeah. George. Okay, so the line is, throw your arms around the world, again, at Christmas time. So we keep, we're keeping that. We want to remind people, don't forget, you know. The snow and the jingle bells didn't give it away. If we're critiquing the poetry, uh, oh, we are, yes, as yes, well, yes, um, as the greater meaning. Um, I just want to point out they also have just kind of abandoned the rhyme scheme already. Oh boy, we're two stanzas in and they've abandoned the rhyme scheme. Not a big deal. I just wanted to point it out. Yeah, oof. Joy and time do not rhyme with each other. Those are not rhyming words. They're not even slant rhymes. Not even trying anymore. That's because he was just a boy at the time, <laughs> little George. It's true. He probably didn't understand. Teen George. <laughs> Uh, okay, next section by George Michael of Wham, right? Oh, that's my favorite George. Yeah, my favorite George. Okay, uh, but say a prayer. So, again, we're establishing some religion. Yeah, nailing home the Christian part of Christmas. They're keeping that Christ in Christmas. Pray for the other ones. Wow. So if we say a prayer, we pray for the other ones. Not sure. Yeah, we're othering. We're, we're pretty hard. We're like othering them hard here. Um, yeah, that's a hard line in the sand there. Okay, pray for the other ones. Uh, so, but say a prayer, pray for the other ones at Christmas time. God, this is getting annoying. It's hard, but when you're having fun, okay. The next line doesn't seem to connect with that thought. Well, I just imagine, sorry, real quick. I just imagine an ellipsis right after that, that when you're having fun, dot, dot, dot. And he's like letting the listener kind of fill in the blank themselves. Okay. You're hard, <laughs> but maybe you can have some fun. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. You're just, a, you're, you're a little bit hard. Find a way to use it. Wait, hold on. Brandon? Yeah? Have we? Are, is that Was that a naughty joke? Oh, I guess it was. Okay. Get the jar. <laughs> I didn't want... He didn't... He looks so innocent. I didn't it's want to... behind the innocence. But... That's where he hides. In the He's in the sheep's clothing. The devil The devil comes disguised as an angel of light. That's, that's me. <laughs> Damn, All right. dude. All right. We're making some good money here. Okay. So now Simon LeBond, Duran Duran... There's a world outside your window, and it's a world of dread and fear. Okay, get the fuck out. Wow. What? That took a turn. This is a this is a Christmas song? Yeah, and we're fear-mongering. So this is the holiday with, like, the reindeer and, like, the snowflakes and the presents and, like, the, the fireplace and the families. And the big jolly Saint Nick. We already said we're doing away with shade. So now, all of a sudden, we're just completely blindsiding people with dread. With dread and fear? Yeah. Okay, this is a great song. Keep going. Yeah, okay. Okay, so now Sting. Ooh, we come in with Sting. Oh, hell okay. yeah. Oh, I wish I could do a Sting impression. Where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. He sang his own name. Oh, my God. He, he requested this. Is there anything about Sting in this song? Because I want to sing that. Are there any bees in the song? <laughs> that would be a great time for me to come in. Sorry, Sting. No, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm sorry. Can I, can I sidebar on this real quick? Sure. So the Simpsons did a parody of this in the episode where Bart gets uh, trapped down the well. Oh yeah, did you yeah. you yep. seen that one? And Sting right, is in right, that right. episode, and he <laughs> sings the he's part of the song that they do. So he clearly he clearly knew. Good. I'm glad that he was at least a little self aware. Okay. Uh, so we've established now the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. Yeah, this is getting dark. Yeah, it is. There's it, we're getting past shade. It's getting uh, a little too dark in here. Uh, and now we got Bono and Sting. Ooh, love a lovely duo. And the Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. Whoa! Okay. The Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. And I believe we're talking about Africa. Like, right. They'll eventually get into it. They haven't clearly established that yet, but they are referring to Africa. And they are like 
ripping it a new one. The only water there, your rivers are are tears. Okay. And your Christmas jolly ringing of the bells, it, it sounds like doom to <laughs> oh us. Oh my god. Even if it was true, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to metaphorize this situation personally. Uh, because I want to, I want to have a reputation. I don't know. I'm guessing they're trying to paint us a picture and make us feel real bad, so we donate money. But good lord, let's let's lighten up. All right, so now Bono, he lost Sting. He lost the Sting. He put some ointment on that Sting. <laughs> All right, so we got Bono by himself. Bono solo. Uh, well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Whoa! Holy, Holy shit. shit! Okay, fuck Bono. Should have left Sting for that line there, Bono. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Uh, Charity, Mr. Like, oh, my. is he literally saying, you know what? Thank God it's not you. You know, you could have it worse. So you better pray to your God that you don't live in Africa. Is that what he's it, saying? It really I think sucks. he's saying it. I think he's saying it with his with his arms crossed across his chest and he's shaking his head and kind of looking at us like, you know, that I'm being ironic here. You know, he's kind of giving it tilting the head a little bit like. Thank God it's them instead of you, right? And then he kind of looks at you and winks with his Bono, his Bono ways. Yeah. So you had to watch the music video to, to understand. get it. Otherwise, you're just offended. Yeah, that's where he went wrong. Most people heard this on the radio, Bono. <laughs> oh, Bono, Bono, uh, oh no, Bono, <laughs> Bono, oh, Bono, oh, Bono. <laughs> No, Bono. Oh, Bono. Bono, no, 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 Bono. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next up, we got Boy George and others who <laughs> they weren't worthy of being credited. They knew who's taking the lead. It's fucking Boy George. Janitor walked in. Uh, uh, do they know it's Christmas time? <laughs> Uh, so now we have, and there now we're establishing where where we're talking. We've been talking about this all time, and there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. Oh, well, obviously it's Africa. I don't know if it snows very often. Well, and also it's just a misunderstanding of the way the hemispheres work. Like at Christmas time in so- like the southern parts of Africa, it's the dead of summer. So yeah, okay, they're not going to have snow. That's not their fault. So this you're saying this is a geog uh, geographical. Mm, oh boy, I can't. Geographical and meteoral. Oh, why am I even trying to say these words? I can cut it out if you want to sound smart. Nope. Okay. I'm, I love it. <laughs> All right. This is a geography and a meteorology problem, is what you're saying, Brandon. They just don't have an understanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because of the tears of the, the, the rivers of tears and the clanging bells of doom. It's just, it's not the right season for snow. Right. It's still Christmas. <laughs> it's still December 25. It's just not typical. <laughs> In Australia, they don't have they don't have blizzards and and Christmas trees because it's summer. And I'm going to put this out there: these are mostly Irish uh, English musicians. They don't really get snow over there during Christmas either. It's it's cold, mm. but it's not like here it's, where it's it, more moderate, more moderate. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what the fuck? What do they fucking care? I don't pass judgment. Yeah, give us the next line, Rick. Okay, so the greatest gift they'll get this year is life. Ooh. And then there's an ooh, yes, with uh, three. Oh yeah, I was just I was just reacting, but I guess they were too. Oh yeah, well you you <laughs> nailed it. There's an ooh there. Ooh, the greatest gift they'll get this year is life. I mean, you don't think? Yeah, I mean, I that's I, I guess that's the greatest gift we all get every right. year, right? True. Yes. So I'll give them that one. But it's it's kind of funny that they're saying how shitty it is to live there. The rivers are tears. The bells of doom are clanging but at least they're at least they're alive I yeah guess. actually when you put it that way it sounds even worse give, give, give us the next line though because they're 
they're contradicting themselves already. Oh, yeah. So then we have where nothing ever grows, no rain or river flows. The tears. We just talked about yeah, the we tears. We just went over this. Yeah. The tears. There's rivers of tears. We said the only water flowing is tears. So, th- of course, there's rivers. And who's saying that? Who's saying the river tears line? Was that Boy George? Again, this was baby George. Both times. This was tiny baby pre-adolescent George. So, so yes. little George just contradicted his own line. Well, no, wait. Oh it was uh, it was Sting that talked about the, the river of tears. So maybe Sting uh, was not. Was it? Maybe Boy George was out of the room when they when they sang that line. <laughs> He stepped away. He had to take a call. Sting went to get tea, tea. so he's gone already. Yeah. Yeah. He had to call his agent to get more references to Sting in the song. (laughs) There's only one Sting in the song. They said there would be three Stings. So, okay. So, where nothing ever grows, no rain or rivers flow. Uh, And then we have our famous uh, line, the, the titular line, do they know it's Christmas time at all? The problem I've always had with this, this line in this song is like, do they care? Like, is it is it their religion? Like, are, are they practicing Christians? Like, do they care that it's Christmas time? So the interesting thing that I read, because when I was a kid, I also was like, yeah, they're probably not Christians. They don't give a shit. So why does it even matter? Right. But I did read, I guess, uh, by this point, a lot of Ethiopia, mm-hmm. which is where they were trying to raise some money for, um, was mostly Christian. Like, it was a, a Christian nation, I guess, at this point. So I think to answer the question... Yes, they do. Yeah. So now we're back to not knowing our geography, <laughs> our religious history. Well, yes, they know it's Christmas time, just didn't have the same ring. Yes, they know it's Christmas time for sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it works. I'm just saying it like ruins the song. <laughs> right. And it's more of a call and response now, because yeah. now we get to respond while we're in the car driving to Macy's. Like, oh, man, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Someone's got to tell them. And then does that ridiculous chorus come after that? That one that's like, oh. So no, not quite yet. Oh, okay. Not quite yet. <laughs> now we have a little interlude from Marilyn and Glenn Gregory. No, I have no idea who that is. They only get one line. Well, they get one line later. Uh, here's to you. And then Paul Young comes in. Raise a glass for everyone. Okay. That's probably a glass of tears he didn't mention. <laughs> it's the only liquid in the country. In the whole continent. Marilyn Gregory's not coming out on Wikipedia. I don't know who this is. So this is. was just some lady who won a contest. Marilyn and Glenn, they're, her and her <laughs> husband. Do you yeah. want to sing with Sting and Bono? Uh, I guess. Are they going to be singing about Africa? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Are the lyrics iffy? <laughs> uh, fine. I don't have anything else going on Saturday. Can I get my parking validated at least? Ooh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so then Paul Young, Marilyn, and Glenn uh, get another line here. Uh, underneath that burning sun, <laughs> do they know it's Christmas time at all? Again, it's a very like uh, geographically diverse continent. Yeah, I don't think true. it's all like the fucking Sahara <laughs> Desert. Let's back up yeah, off right. Africa for a Quit second. Knocking the whole continent. Stop yeah. tossing the shade. <laughs> now we get in, Pete, to the shitty, uh, repetitive chorus that pretty much just takes us out. Feed the world. Feed oh, the world. Yeah. Feed the world. Let them know it's Christmas time again. And that just repeats over and over. It's it's good that we really only have it's good that we only have to care about feeding the world this one time a year because That's like, the other thing. Should, we should have written in other holidays so we can make sure we get this. No, because you know, I got shit to do. It's Easter time again. <laughs> Don't forget to feed the Africans. You know, I got I got work. I gotta go to work. I can't be like putting together food drives for 
the entire continent of Africa. You just sound lazy, Brandon. Yeah. You should listen to the song. Did you hear anything the song said? Getting them their bottled water so that they don't have to drink their own tears. Yeah, they're salty. Bottle your own tears. Send that over. I just don't know that mine are any better. I'm not as sad. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they're pretty sad. Clanging bells of doom. That line's pretty. That that's something right there. That's that's a metal. That's metal. That's a metal fucking line. Actually, that is, that is pretty metal. This would work pretty well as like a metal ballad. Put that in a different context, and like we'd be throwing up the horns and being like, "Fuck yeah!" Ringing the bells of doom. <laughs> I have to tell you, Rick. Uh, even though I hate that song, I never really paid attention to the lyrics, and it just uh, <laughs> made me hate it more. So thanks for that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know any of the lyrics except for "Do they know it's Christmas time at all?" It's well intentioned, and it did do good. It raised money. Uh, to help feed people, which is awesome. But boy, George, dude, the lyrics suck. Well, and us making fun of it today is not taking any food out of anyone's mouth. So I think we're good. I think we're in the clear. That brings me that that brings me to a, a good point, Brandon. I was thinking since we talked about this and we were talking about all those things, and it is around Christmas time, and it has been an awful year. I was thinking we could let people know if they're interested in donating uh, to any people in need. I actually have. Not to bring this, mellow this out a little bit, but uh, I have a couple links we could direct people to. Hit me. Uh, so you can help feed the world, like Boy George and Bono and good old Sting wanted. Do some good for once in your life. Yeah. Get off your butt, Bono. Okay, so. No, Bono. 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 <laughs> Bono, no, no, no. Donate to the people, Bono. All right, so I've got uh, feedingamerica.org is one you can donate to. They've been doing a lot of help during all the coronavirus stuff. And then there's also feedafricafoundation.org. Uh, so you can literally do what the song requests and uh, help them out. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I was just looking at the credits here from the record sleeve of, of people who were in the song that didn't have their own uh, their own verses. Sure. So we got the, the members of Spando Ballet, who sang True. Um, the Boomtown Rats, who I'm not familiar with. Great name, though. Yeah, some of the gals from Bananarama, great, great band. <laughs> some other other folks from Duran Duran, uh, some some people from Cool and the Gang. But but here's the real kicker, and I I actually wasn't aware of this, and I call myself an aficionado. Fucking Phil Collins was in this. That's right. I oh, I meant to mention that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it feels bad to hate a song that <laughs> Phil Collins is a part of. I mean, I'm wearing my fucking Phil Collins shirt. It literally oh Phil oh, fucking man. Collins. Phil and fucking Collins. Yeah. Right. And I call myself an aficionado and I blocked that out of my memory that he was on this. So it sounds like I, I mean he's not even listed in the immediate credits, so he probably wasn't trying to bring a lot of light to this one. <laughs> he gave us Tarzan to make up for this shit. Oh, he gave us his entire career. So but yeah, Tarzan Tarzan notwithstanding. He went so hard in Tarzan. Tarzan music was the chipmunks theme song of Disney. Uh, uh, music. Yep, that tracks. Yeah, slapped way harder than it needed to. I'm not gonna bash my man Phil. So yeah, that's uh, that's my least favorite Christmas song. Thanks for going down and breaking it through with me, boys. Thank you, Rick. Really appreciate you bringing that to us. Appreciate that and appreciate those links. So I'm gonna get on donating real quick. That sounded insincere, but it wasn't. <laughs> there's not there's not enough money in the jack jar for that to go to that uh, this year, but maybe maybe next year. Who knows? Actually, that might that be would a, actually be a that great, might be a good a good thing to to do if we uh, once once we get it a little more full. I want right. to establish this right now. Yeah, let's raise uh, money throughout the whole year. Whatever is in the the jack jar by the end of the year, we will donate 
We will not tell them what it's called or how the money was raised. I was going to say, let's not tell them what it's from. We will not tell them how the money was raised, but we'll donate it uh, to a charity at the end of the year. Yeah, perfect. I love Absolutely. it on our Christmas episode. But before we go, and uh, I, I should note that we're we're not going to be recording for uh, another week or two because we'll be in various states of celebrating our respective holidays. But um, before we go, I just want to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter at the number four guys on a train. And if you want, for whatever godforsaken reason, you can email us at four guys on a train. That's all spelled out at gmail.com. It's been such a good episode. Another great episode. I had so much fun. So much fun with you boys. Oh, I love you so much. I love you guys too. Aww. Boys, but no, no, Four Guys on a Train is produced by Rick Schuler, Brandon Johnson, and Peter Cosmo. Edited by Peter Cosmo. Theme song and all additional music written by Brandon Johnson. The Four Guys on a Train theme song contains an audio sample of metrotrain.wav from Everything Sounds, being used under the Creative Commons Attribution License.